If only I could get that new job. If only I could get that raise. If only I could meet the right person. If I just didn't have to drive this junker. If that person will just get out of my way. If my boss knew what the heck he was doing. Have any of those thoughts? We live in an if-then kind of culture. We are told over and over and over again, if you get this, then you will have that, and normally that is happiness or joy or fulfillment or something like that. It's an if-then kind of proposition. If this, then that, which is great in science or in computer technology or with an algorithm, right? If someone puts in this, this ought to come out. That's wonderful. The problem is in our lives when we live with an if-then sort of mentality, we're always waiting for something to bring us that satisfaction. And what's interesting about our psychology is that even when we achieve whatever that thing is, let's just say, if I win the Nobel Peace Prize, then I will be peaceful. I know many of you have thought that. The thing is about our psychology is that when we achieve things, we don't relish them very long because our minds are always thinking about, well, what's next? What's the next thing? So if ever you've done something and, you, and it was really a wonderful thing, you've achieved something, you finished, you finished some big project with your team or, or your family was, was working, on an, an, you know, working on a home or maybe you saved up money to buy that special something and, and, you, and you got that special something, whatever it is, you achieved it and now you have it, it's about a five-minute window. And then your mind is like, okay, that's cool. What's next? And it takes a lot for us to get to sort of work out of that mentality because we're, we're often thinking about, well, if I can just get this other thing, then, then, I'll be, then I'll be happy or I'll be fulfilled. And what that leads to, I think, is, is a real anxiety within us. We're very restless. We're restless as a people, I think, and I'm not for sure what God was doing in us with that, but... We're, we're quite restless as a people. And what that, what that restlessness does, especially if we're thinking, if I get this next thing, then I'll have that fulfillment, I'll have that happiness. We never, ever get that. We talk about in our country the pursuit of happiness. And a lot of us seem like we're pursuing happiness. But here's the thing about happiness. The more you pursue it, the more elusive it is. It's like crashing around in the forest trying to hunt a deer. If you're making a bunch of noise and you're, and you're crashing around and you're leaving your scent everywhere, that deer ain't going to be anywhere near you. And your family's not going to eat. But if you quiet yourself, if you get still, if you find some peace within yourself, because you trust that that you're where you need to be, when you need to be, Oftentimes, happiness or joy or fulfillment is right where you already are. And I know that seems sort of like popular psychology, perhaps, or, or Buddhist teaching or, or, or whatever, but 
in the scripture, it's really interesting here. I love this messenger's message. Because we often talk about that the first thing a messenger says to someone in the Bible, an angel says to someone in the Bible, is what? Don't be afraid. But in this scripture passage, in this scripture passage, the angel doesn't say it first. The angel says to Mary, greetings, favored one. Greetings, favored one. And then it's only when, she goes, when the angel goes on to, to and it's, it's a male angel, by the way, not a female angel. We often think angels are all female, but anyway, they're not. But that's another story. Sidebar. When the angel goes on, that's when the angel, the, the angel can see that Mary's a little bit like, whoa, what, what's happening here? Then that's when the angel says, don't be afraid. And I love that juxtaposition of those two things. You're favored. Don't be afraid. You're favored. Don't be afraid. Have peace with this thing. Whatever it is that's, that's, gonna, that's going on with you. And in Mary's case, of course, it's this amazing message that she, this girl from nowhere, who has nothing, and especially as a female in that period of time in history, you know, she's looked, she's betrothed to Joseph, so she's looking forward to the fact that now she's going to, you know, her future will be, will be somewhat assured because she's going to be married to a man who has a profession, and so he, she's going to be able to be taken care of because women in that time, without being yoked to a man, were in big trouble. Now, she had a family that she was with, but, but she needed to, to move on. But here's the thing. Now, this angel says, oh, you're going to be with child, and it's going to be the Son of God. And Mary's like, well, um, how does that all work? Because Joseph and I haven't been intimate. And think about the anxiety that she could have because, as we know from the Scripture passage, Joseph could have, could have said, guess what, betrothal's off. I don't, I don't believe your story about some angelic messenger. It's not what happened. But her response then, in the midst of that, this is what's going to happen to you, and it's, it's going to be amazing, and, and I know it seems impossible, is Mary somehow comes to this place of peace with it, right in the, almost right in the moment, it seems, and says, let it be so with me. It's as if she takes seriously that first greeting. You're a favored one. Don't be afraid. You're a favored one. Don't be afraid. I want you to imagine just for a moment, just for a moment that, that you might believe, actually believe and trust the things that God says about us humans and about each of us individually. Because in the scripture, it talks about how each one of us is special in God's sight. There's even this metaphor that, that God knows every hair on our head, even for those special enough not to have any hair on their head. That God has favor for each and every 
person on earth. And so imagine if wherever you are in life, if you're having trouble coming to terms with what's going on, if if you're struggling with that if-then mentality, if this just happens, then I'll have that. If this happens there, or what if this happens, now what? Can you begin to live into what God says about you, which is greetings, favored one. Don't be afraid. Can you just imagine living in the midst of that kind of peace within yourself, that kind of trust, that no matter what is happening in your life, no matter what has gone on recently, no matter what has gone on in the past, no matter what is is coming in the future, that God is in the midst of it, even if you can't see God at work within your situation. And that while it may not work out the way that you want it to, that when you can find peace and when you can trust your favoredness in God, you don't have to be afraid anymore. That you can live in the here and the now with some peace and with that big word equanimity. It's something that I've been working on a lot lately. Well, maybe for over a decade, probably. I remember one time I got really in shape, you know? I got really dedicated and motivated and, and you wouldn't know it now, but I was like 7% body fat. I weighed like 110 pounds. No, I, but I, you know, the grandmas and grandpas of the church were like, Joel, you need to eat something. But I was the strongest I'd ever been. Like I could run like the wind. I could ride a bike. I could, I could do pull-ups, which is something I've never really been able to do. And so I got to my goal, you know, and, and it was awesome. And, and I reveled in it for about a week. And then I started to eat. What happened? The anxious guy inside hadn't changed. I changed my exterior and I thought, oh, if I get to this body fat, if I get to this body weight, if I have this strength, if I do all these things physically, then, then, then I, it, it, the world's just going to open up. I'm just going to feel real great every day all the time. And what I didn't realize is feeling great every day all the time comes, comes in the connection between my head and my heart, you know? And those two things I hadn't spent as much time working on as I'd spent time in the gym or time looking at all the protein I was eating or the carbs or the fat or whatever it was. And so I thought I'd get peace from this achievement, but I didn't. If then mentality. One of the hardest things I think for us to believe as Christians is that God says to us, greetings, favored one. Don't be afraid. Because the world and our culture likes to stir up within us these anxieties. We're just, for whatever reason, we just, we're prone to it. And especially today, I think, it just feels, and you've heard me preach on this, and I talk about this quite a bit, it just, it's almost like, it's almost like someone has put fear in the atmosphere. 
and that it's just around us and that, that even when things are going fine, people are still anxious and afraid about something that might happen. And the worst thing you can be afraid of, I think, is the something that might happen. Because if, if it's just a something that might happen, it, it, it can come from anywhere at any time and it keeps you off balance. But if we begin to live into greetings, favored one, don't be afraid. We begin to live with an equanimity, meaning when things come that we think aren't so great, we're able to deal with them. When, thing come, when things come that are really wonderful, we're able to accept them. We're able to, we're able to take them in. And when we begin to do that, we, those who follow Jesus, begin to do that. We begin to declare a message to the world that it has not heard maybe really ever. That every human being deserves to be treated with dignity. That every child needs to have the opportunity to grow and to be healthy and to receive an education and to, and to go on to, to use the gifts and skills that God has given them, whatever they might be. That each and every person deserves a, a place to lay their head that is safe and that is warm in the winter, and that is cool in the summer. We, and we begin to say, you know what? We don't have to be afraid to try to make these things happen anymore. Because each one of these people is favored by God, and what if we treated them that way? What if we began believing that we were favored and not afraid. Maybe we would begin to live with that equanimity, that acceptance, that peace. Maybe we would come to a different relationship with, with the material possessions that we have. Maybe we would come to a different relationship with all the people in our lives. Not that those relationships would be perfect all the time. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not the kind of peace I'm talking about. Is that Peace doesn't mean no conflict. It means that everything is whole and complete. And yes, there are going to be things that, that cause us to, to go up and down. But when we begin to believe that we are favored ones and that everyone has that designation in God, we cannot be afraid to enter into whatever it is, to have that hard conversation, to walk into a relationship with love and care, to not be afraid to walk away from a relationship that's become so toxic we just can't live in it anymore. To face our fears and to face the things that hurt us so much because we know that God is working in the midst of it at every time and in every place. Can we receive this message that Mary received? Greetings. Favored one. Don't be afraid. That kind of peace, when we receive that, comes from a humility and not a false humility. Humility gets defined differently in this day and age. Really, humility is understanding who God is and who we are in relationship to God. It's not that we lower ourselves and let people walk all over us. It's that we understand that God is God and we are not. And so we can 
live without having to to twist the arm of someone to believe the way we do or to, to act the way we do or to do things the way we do. Peace comes from putting ourselves in a position where we know the other person. And I put other in quotes because there are always others in our lives. People who look different than us, act different than us, believe different than us. And those are some of the scariest things to do. But when we believe that God is in favor of us and when God is in favor of that person, we don't have to be afraid about entering into that relationship, about entering into that conversation anymore. Peace comes with letting go. With letting go of the anxiety, the anxiousness, the fear that sometimes drives us and drives us crazy. To enter into a relationship with God where we are no longer afraid. So much so that then we become the messengers. In this passage, what's interesting is that we have an angelic messenger, but then Elizabeth, who has, who has also received a message and is pregnant, she becomes a messenger. She tells Mary again, oh my gosh, my baby jumped to greet yours. Your, your child is going to be amazing. And then Mary becomes a messenger as well. And she says, oh, the mighty, has, the, the holy one has done great things for me. What? She's poor. She's now going to be pregnant. Not of the one she's betrothed to. Her son, she doesn't know this yet, her son is going to be killed by the Roman authority. She's, the mighty one has done great things for me. She believes that because she believes this message that she's been given of being a favored one. She says, you know what? I believe that tyrants cannot hold the thrones forever. Tyrants cannot hold positions of power forever. The hungry are not going to be hungry forever. The homeless are not going to be homeless forever. God is at work here. And that is Mary's message to us is that things are turning and that when we trust that, we become the messengers to say things are turning and we're partnering with God to turn them in whatever way we can. And we know that we will not accomplish God's kingdom here on earth because it is God who accomplishes God's kingdom. But we are God's partners in that when we realize and when we take into ourselves, greetings, favored one, don't be afraid. And we can bring more peace and more hope to a world that desperately needs it. God needs us to be God's messengers. And it starts when we believe this message. Greetings, favored one. Don't be afraid. And so now, I'm going to invite you to do something that's going to feel really awkward because I'm going to ask you to turn to your neighbor and who may be a stranger and I want you to look them in the eye. There's the first awkward thing. And I want you to say to them, 
You are God's favored one. Don't be afraid.